Victor. Hey, Chris. Hey, we're doing, uh, trying my second fly on the wall conversation. Uh, these are the people that hopefully will be listening to our conversation, maybe 15 minutes long. I just want to ex explore your, um, <coughs> excuse me, explore your innovation fellowship a little bit. We're here at the Ag Outlook Conference. We had a really successful meeting. Nice and, yeah. yeah, a lot of good people, over 20 staff members, visitors, um, fellows, and um, national program leaders, you know, mm -hmm. got to have a flavor for uh, the things that we were showing off, and right. you had a very popular booth, little station there, showing off your drones. On the, yeah, <laughs> on your drones. Um, yes. what, what excited people about what they were seeing today? Uh, well, uh, STEM education, a part of uh, the learning network that we have. Uh, so introducing drones as a way of getting kids interested in, in STEM ed uh, was very popular. Uh, also, just finding in, about the vehicles themselves and what kind of sensors they have, um, so the possibilities of uh, sampling pollen, you know, so, or water for water quality. Uh, it's not just the cameras, videos, and photography. I mean, there's all kinds of sensors that you can put on these things, and that excited people. You know, it's like, wow, there's a lot more to this than, than I knew. So, it was great talking to them about that. Yeah, that's cool. And tell me how you got interested in in drones in the first well, unmanned aerials. <laughs> like aircraft No, no, I, I have no problem saying drones. Um, a lot means, of the researchers military, right? they try yeah, they try to stay away from that term, but I have embraced it because I deal with the public and mm -hmm. if you say UAS to the public, they have no idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I use drones. I say I'm a drone educator and um, that that's fine. So I'd I'd rather embrace the term and show them how drones can be used for good versus you know just the killing of people, which is mm -hmm. what a lot of people think of. You know the military drones, but there's so much more good stuff that can be done with them than that. And so this is very limited. So what are some of the positive applications of unmanned aerials? Well, agriculture is one of the most obvious ones, and that's what we're involved in. Um, they're doing research. Well, there's a guy out in Washington, or actually a team, uh, Washington State. They're using them to try to dry off the, the moisture off the cherry trees because if they get wet uh, right before they ripen, they'll split and they spoil the crop. And so right now they use manned helicopters to kind of just get all of that out. But that's dangerous work. Uh, those guys have been killed doing that. So if you could use a drone instead, it's a lot cheaper, it's a lot safer. So they're experimenting with that. I had no idea that was happening. <laughs> That's one of the things we found through the Learning Network. We have a webinar on that. Um, and just for uh, for people that are listening, what is the name of your Learning Network and how do they get connected to it? So it's the UAS in Agricultural Learning Network. And you can find us. We have a website, we have Facebook, Twitter, and it's uh, learnuas.com. LearnUASAG.org. So LearnUAS.org. .org. I can't remember if it's an AG in there. LearnUASAG.org. Okay, Sorry. so it might have a .ag and not .ag, and it yeah. might not. If you okay. put UAS Learning Network, it comes And what's your Twitter handle? The same thing, LearnUAS, um, at LearnUAS. But I understand that you have another handle. Oh, Nick my Nick. personal. Yeah, yeah, your personal. So, yeah, online I usually I have two Twitter ones, but there's there's one for the drones that I use specifically, and I go by Drone Singer online. Mm -hmm. And how did that get started? Well, um, uh, the FAA was coming out with some uh, uh, safety 
PSAs, right? Public service announcements about flying drones because they were expecting a whole bunch of these to be purchased during the holiday season. And I had already been writing my own sign. I was trying to do my own PSA when they preempted mine. I was like, ah, but I took some of what they did and what I had and kind of put it together in a song format. Um, they had a video and I did the song uh, talking about the same type of things. And you know, several people saw it and said, hey, that's cool. It's a lot better than the FAA's one. And says, can you do more songs? I'll say, I think so. And so that's Did you just, play the ukulele? I, I, I play ukulele, guitar, accordion, piano. I mean, a multi-instrumentalist. And so I use all these different instruments uh, as background. And I'll use my voice multiple times on some of these songs too. So I make parody songs about ah. drones and educate people to fly them safely and responsibly. And also, you know, um, just highlight the culture of, of drones. And where can people uh, find those videos? Uh, on YouTube, uh, just look up Drone Singer, one word, Drone Singer. I'm also on SoundCloud, and uh, that's just the audio, and I have a lot more songs uh, without videos on, on SoundCloud. So I have over 20 right now, and working on them constantly. It's a hobby, but it's also now part of you know the educational effort. Yeah, well, it's, it's a way to get engagement. <laughs> it gets you know? engagement, and yeah. it's that brought me more attention from uh, the industry, uh, from people wanting to partner up to do uh, STEM Ed uh, because of the silly songs. <laughs> so it is is definitely online engagement. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So I understand that you're really passionate about the STEM education and. Unmanned aerials is kind of an exciting hook for mm -hmm. uh, youth to get involved and learn right. more. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, uh, we do, 4-H uh, does some robotics, and uh, drones are basically flying robots. So it's kind of like the next step, right? Um, anytime I demonstrate these drones to, to kids, they just get all excited. You know, this is so cool. And I, I have, you know, medium-sized ones all the way to the smallest one in the world. It's, you know, about that size. It fits in the palm of your hand. And you had one today, too, that you showed um on your table you had maybe six different drones yeah, you right. had a, like a big one a big one yeah and then and you had the smallest one. camera one was just really small it, yeah it was like an inch by an inch it's approximately like. right and that one had a camera which mm -hmm. was just amazing the technology uh, a year ago that, that that didn't exist and now there's one with a camera that size uh, i had another one that's a little bit bigger that uh, also has a camera and that wirelessly feeds the video feed from that to your iPad or your iPhone so you can see what the, the drone itself is seeing. So we were talking earlier and you described the, some of the rate the regulation environment and how that's changing. Mm -hmm. What needs to change for more people to be able to really take advantage of these new tools? Well uh, the rules and regulations have been uh, constraining researchers uh, educators, uh, as well as the general public. Uh, because we're not, I think you tell me, we're not considered the vital, what was the term? FAA uses a certain term. Yes, it's, it's um, education is not considered a, um, uh, was it necessary? It's not a, uh, oh, I don't remember the action term itself either. Um, an essential um, uh, government function, that's what it is, <laughs> essential government function. Uh, so safety, they do consider uh, as an essential function, but education apparently is not, according to the FAA, mm -hmm. for FAA purposes. Uh, so we all fall under the FAA regulations of aircraft because they consider these things, anything that flies in the air is supposed to be, uh, is considered an aircraft and therefore has to follow aircraft rules. Well, those rules were written many years ago for manned aviation and manned safety for people that are being transported, right? 
not necessarily for the unmanned aerial vehicles. And so there's a disconnect. And as you know, to, to change those rules takes an act of Congress, literally, uh, and they're working on that. So there's, there's some changes that hopefully will be on the way soon that will facilitate that so that we can uh, fly these a little bit easier without having to jump through a whole bunch mm -hmm. of legal hoops and whatnot. So, so that day is coming. So we hope so. We hope so. It's, it's, it's hard to tell with the FAA. It's, mm -hmm. uh, things are changing almost daily and uh, trying to keep ahead of all those uh, changes and regulations as part of also the learning network and passing that on to people. I was say, so people want to know the latest. Yes. They can tune into the learning network. Yes. We always have a little section during our webinars where we talk about the latest regulation changes. Mm -hmm. you know. So if people want to see where your webinars are, they could, could they go to learn at, on eExtensions website? On eExtensions, we, we announce all our web webinars on eExtension. Mm -hmm. And then when we do the recordings, we also have a link to the recordings on there. Plus, we have... Uh, one of our guys will chop up the webinars because they're sections mm -hmm. and he's chopped several of those up into smaller uh, sections or modules and you can see those on youtube on our youtube channel okay yeah, so. very cool um so before we close what's what's one thing that you you know as you've been exploring applications for unmanned aerials throughout Quadric Center, from agriculture to youth programs to you know consumer science urban mm -hmm. extension What's your, what's your wish? You know, Ted always has the one wish thing. What would be your, what would be your wish that you could apply these new tools to extension? What, what In would terms you like of applications? Yeah, what would you like to see happen? What's your wish? Oh, wow, there's so many different things. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> in just agriculture or just in general? In, well, Quadro Extension spans so many different things. Right, right. Which, which one would you like to see happen first? Wow. Um, there's one of our researchers that's uh, working on uh, microclimate uh, evaluation. Hmm. And so it's basically a tethered drone. There's, there's a line that goes up to the drone. It goes about 200 feet. And then there's sensors all along the line. And so you can measure at different heights the different temperature changes. So hmm. down to, you know, just specific areas um, I think that's a great application mm -hmm. and that would be something probably uh, to be used. You know, that, that data is very useful for farmers. We have these big towers across the U.S., but there's, they're very, you know, they're huge and they're for region areas. And mm -hmm. so they can uh, guide the weather, you know, tell us about the weather changes and whatnot. That's what you see on the news that they're coming from those towers, but they're very expensive to build. They're huge. Mm, you they're, almost sounds you like can't move them, but with a drone and a line of sensors, you go can pretty into much your go, mobile device. Yes, and find out what the weather pattern is just right around your area and your farm. Sounds like this maybe a citizen science connection there too. That if the regulations, if the regulations would allow it, it would yeah. be awesome. So yeah, so we can get the regulations to change. That's my biggest thing. If we can get that changed, um, there is that potential of citizen mm -hmm. science. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. With a tethered unmanned aerial, I hadn't thought about that. Well, and the tethering also, um, you could use the same line to give it power. So one of the limitations on, on these electric ones is that they can only fly so for so long, you know. Some of you, minutes for some of these. Uh, some of the medium size, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes is really pushing it. Mm. But if you could give power through the tether, mm. it'd be unlimited. Then you, you use know. the tether for sensors. Interesting. Sensors and power. Right. Uh, or video feed, I mean, whatever you want to go mm -hmm. through that line. Oh, that's yes. great. 
Well, Victor, thank you for sharing sure. your innovation project. We look forward to hearing more about it. And tomorrow uh, we'll be showcasing you and your work at the Ag Outlook uh, Conference. Looking forward to it. Uh, before we close, what's your email address? People want to contact you directly. It's victor.viegas at oregonstate.edu. And can you spell your last name? V-I-L-L-E-G-A-S. At Oregon State. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome.